The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Storm. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Yeehaw. Are we going? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, it's a brand fresh new week. Yes. How was your week, Kyle? Oh, so much. I haven't seen you in a while. So much happened. I, I, I talked about it. I think it was a, the L.A. story where he's Steve Martin's a weatherman, mm-hmm. and he pre-records the weather. Yeah, yeah, because it's L.A. And then his, there's a storm, and his boss's boat sinks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if something like, – like the whole coronavirus thing is just taken out entire nations, and we're like, yeah. man, Freemasons are nuts. Shouldn't be pre-recorded. Like, oh, yeah, because also if the coronavirus does start spreading wildly, people are going to be coming to the boogie monster Mm -hmm. for the real (laughs) ear to the rail news. (laughs) We'll take it. That's what. uh, Fuck traditional news sources. What are these two assholes? What's the information? (laughs) That's the disinformation campaign. You start feeding, you get fed some stuff about like the aliens are real and here's proof. And then we tell nobody believes it because it's this show. Hmm. Anyway. (laughs) I hope we we took care of that. uh, I hope we took care of the uh, hissing sound. Oh, my God. That we had there. Whoopsie. Dude, speaking Mm -hmm. of uh, butt thunder. Speaking of butt thunder. Are you familiar with poopery? What, just a spray? Yeah, the product I'm talking about. Play on words, obviously, with potpourri. Yeah. It's a miracle product. Yeah, you're living in a one-bedroom. I got, I got something called unicorn gold in my bathroom. You squirt it into the commode before you sit down. Yeah. A couple of good squirts. Not sponsored. This is not a sponsor. Yeah. couple of... Couple of good squirts into the bowl. I, I've seen. I've had friends who've had it in their bathroom. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a little air freshener thing. Like, oh, you squirt this after the fact. No, you squirt this beforehand into the bowl. You do your business. Fresh as a daisy. Really? What does it do? It just grabs a turd and seals it up. I guess. I don't know how like it. Plasti dipping. Like plasti dipping your dukes. It's it's insane. <laughs> it's way to go. It's like. Uh, like if, if I don't know if if taking a duke was a crime, I would never get the, the police would have no idea that I was even there. Uh, just spots. yeah, I mean I got my own bathroom, so I don't do it often enough. Yeah. The old matches do it just fine. See, you guys got the two bathrooms. Got two bath. Yeah, had to had to man had yeah. to do that. I love our apartment. It's it's really rad and it's big for a one bedroom. But boy, two bathrooms would be nice. That'd, oh yeah, that'd, that'd be a game with change. a lady. With dudes, you can get away with one bathroom like it's minimal mm-hmm. products. Yeah. But again, this is like, oh man, women be doing it's none of that. No, yes, they have more upkeep equipment mm-hmm. depending on the like because they have more upkeep to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, here it takes, as soon as we moved it, she's like, well, we don't have to make some like you, big ones. All you, yeah, take that. Look at all that space. Use mm-hmm. it. Go for it. Yeah. We also downsized our bed situation. We were rocking. You downsized everything. You were in a fucking palace well, in Orange true. County. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but no, it's an upgrade from our previous apartment. Yeah. You know, but we had the pit stop at the father-in-law's you know, you place. Know, you, got to get, you got used to some luxuries. We had a, we had a, for about a year, we had a king size. It may have even mm-hmm. been a cow king. Which is bigger than I think. California King is just longer. Oh, is it longer? So I don't need that. We're looking at, when we were looking at beds. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm, we're both short. We don't okay. need a long bed. Well, this well, yeah, we didn't have a cow king because unless you want to turn sideways, yeah, and then you just got even that much more room between True. you. But now we're back down to a queen, and I flail. Yeah, and uh, maybe I don't know, I want to say this on on mic, but apparently I connected. Uh, Smacked old girl in the face in the middle of the night. Katie (laughs) caught a fist to the jaw. Completely, I was completely unconscious and sleeping, so therefore I don't think uh, some of the legal ramifications apply here. But uh, 
you know, I always say I'd never, never hit a woman, but uh, when I'm asleep, I can't, I can't control Rule, what's rules going on. off, man. I can't control. But apparently, I caught her pretty close. <laughs> like, she, thank God I didn't hit her in the eye, where she never, never hit a woman in the eye. You hit them in a drill. Um, oh boy! But no, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently, I flailed and just popped her good. And I we guess, were just too close to each no, other. No, that happens. I remember when I woke up and Rachel just coughed right in my face. Just open mouth cough. She oh. thought I was turned the other way or she thought she was turned the other way. And it was just three inches away. Just, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, we both got each other's diseases now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, that that uh, that is a it sucks. king size bed, baby. Yeah. Plus, I got pillow issues now. What's that mean? I talked about this a few weeks ago. I just grew some fat tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even funny. Uh, fat tits is funny. Um, I don't know, man. Like two, two, two pillows is too many. One pillow is not enough. I'm in this weird purgatory. Just you know what I mean? Like the two, the pillows that we have, two of them. I'm like cranking my neck forward. It's not comfortable. And then one, I'm too flat. You know, and now I just, I don't know what I'm doing. This is uh, spend some money and get different consistency pillows. Okay. Get a variety. Get a firm one. Get Uh a squishy one. Okay. Get one for squeezing and holding and one for holding your neck in the right place. Yeah. We got some bricks in the back. Uh huh. Some like memory foam. Like it hurt if you got if you had a pillow fight with those uh-huh. you'd lose a tooth. Really? Yeah. Okay. But those that's your that's your that's your your pillar at the front of the bed. That one's not moving. That's okay. staying in the same place. So you use that as the base. Base, and okay. then you got all your others for throwing an arm over. Throw, like the, the 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 studies in technology have gotten very far with pillows and a good night's sleep, man. Yeah. Invest. I know it's like a, we're selling the fucking mattresses. Mm-hmm. That other podcast, that better podcast, gets sponsored by. Yeah, we got, we got people are out there getting whole mattresses for this shit. Wow, what do we got? Stuff for your butt. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know, man. My sleep game—it's just invest in a good night's sleep, man. It's 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 a massive component to your well-being. Man, if she goes to bed before I do, like she Mm -hmm. usually taps out earlier, so she'll you know by the time I get in there. It's like a she's tall. It's like a giraffe is in the bed. She's a tall. She's all how tall? Diagonal. She's five eleven and a half. She's almost six foot. How tall are you? Five eight and a half. Yeah, I say five nine. I round up. I I think I'm five eight. Yeah, she's Mm. a good three inches taller than me. But and she sleeps. And then when she sleeps, like she does this thing, she sleeps like a, a, a blackout drunk. But she doesn't drink. She just, I mean, she, like she got shot with a tranquilizer dot dart while she's walking into the bed. Like just boom, just she's out. That's, yeah. Clothes are on. Lights are on. She's diagonal across the bed. It's like like a ladder. Somebody put a ladder in the bed. I got to move it off. <laughs> That's how Rachel, we got back last night. As soon as we got on the couch, she's asleep. Just, just go to bed. Why are we even trying to stay up? Yeah. You sleep on the couch at all? I nap on the couch, but yeah, I've never figured out how to make that your spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if I tell you this, oh, she's not going to like this part. Well, do you want to? Man, about once a week, she will fart like a goddamn freight train. Yeah? It like shakes the house. That, like it wakes me up. It's that fruit diet. I guess. I'm talking trumpet. Got a like, lot of, she's got a lot of roughage in it. Yeah, that's a healthy body with fuck. a lot of roughage in it. Wakes me up. I'm reaching for my gun. <laughs> it's terrifying. Confessing too many things. <laughs> she, she, she doesn't fart too much, you know, in, in, in the daytime hours. But, boy, just those night farts. I mean, probably gonna have to edit this out. Or else I will be sleeping on the couch. Well, she doesn't listen very much. Yeah, they don't listen. These these ladies don't listen to us. My mom does. Hi, mom. (laughs) How's Deb doing? Ah, She's living her life. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I'll have her as a guest one of these days. Yeah. We can call her right now. She'll talk through the end of the podcast. We don't have to do anything. (laughs) 
My mom's doing good. She's in the uh, she's in the, she's in the quilt guild. Talk about layers of secrecy. Yeah, she, nobody you don't make any quilt moves in Louisville, Kentucky without uh, the quilt guild's no rogue, approval. No rogue, uh, rogue uh, stitching. She gets together once a week with a bunch of old ladies, and they they don't even quilt. They talk about quilts. No rogue seamstressing. I guess not. I mean, but like, if you got an interest and you found a group yeah. that has that interest, good for you. And she's been for about a year now. She's been going to a grief group. Yeah, you know, which is great. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, she's really involved with that. But she's got a got a couple of old timers, a couple of old widowers. Yeah, uh, knocking on the door, fellas. Yeah, I may have to. I may have Uh-oh. to step in. Uh oh. May have to put my foot down with some old geriatrics, some companionship. Tell them to keep it moving. You think so? What? What she wants? Uh, what's got to talk to uh, talk to somebody? Nah, she's uh, she says they're harmless, but there's a couple guys that really she's like, I think they they want to take me out on a date. Yeah. <laughs> what is? That? I mean, at that point, what's the date? Like, not on my watch. Keep it moving, Clyde. But thing, if you're old, yeah, if you're old, and then you want to like like late in life companionship, mm-hmm. where I can't imagine. That there's a much of a physical component yeah, there, yeah. But it's you know it's your little hand holding and snuggling more than just a friend. Yeah. No, I'm joking, but a I don't think it's at that level. She's just kind of joking, but she's she's admitted like I I think you know yeah. they're, they're being I don't I, you know not being aggressive or anything, but like laying down some signs. I wonder, if, yeah, I wonder if it's just you get later in life and you are in grief counseling, so you're sharing something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're sharing a bigger part than just a trivial conversation. I wonder. Yeah, I was wondering, like, if like if people in AA date a lot because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we got a similar situation. Yeah, you, we understand each other. We we, yeah, we're already having. Yeah, we're already uh, skipping several steps of intimacy. Mm-hmm. I in this is how I vision it. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, oh, we're already talking about the worst things of our lives. Then like would. You know, breed some familiarity between people. Hold yeah, on. yeah. Loneliness is an interesting thing. Like, uh, I, I totally get how some people could be lonely, and I totally could get how some people could, you know, cherish yeah, cherish their solitude. I've I've been, I spent many years mm-hmm. just living alone, not dating, just yeah. you know, in, engulfed in my work, and I kind of liked it. I, I I do well alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was never. Uh, I mean, I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to be married soon. But I, I. Well, but that's the thing. You didn't. You weren't always dating somebody. I never needed that. It was always like no. I know. I know. Long term, eventually, you do need that. But I was never. I never remember a period where I was just like legit lonely and needed to go out and date or needed to go out and you know hook up or whatever. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if that means I'm selfish. You know, because I did enjoy like, oh, I'm going to watch what I want to watch. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I'm going to go where I want to go. And I have no problems now that I am with someone. I have no problems compromising or sharing. But uh, when I was alone, just it never really bothered me. But I wonder how that affects somebody at the end of their life. Yeah, I guess you get a little bit more introspective like like now it's like yeah i'm alone you don't think about the limitations yeah like oh shit's shit's up Mm -hmm. for everybody yeah that's not like i never still like you can't talk about death like it's taboo to somebody like really talk about oh it's morbid you want to talk about death like it's gonna happen to all of us of course but yeah i guess like you don't think it's not like oh i'm I'm, oh yeah my time's limited nobody thinks that now Mm -hmm. but maybe later on you're like oh yeah, this is. Then my, my grandmother just like lonely. She outlived all her friends. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that? What's that like? That's a different type of loneliness. It's not like I could call up so and so. Yeah, and then go. You know, I'll meet him. I, I got friends. I can I can make calls if I want to make calls. Yeah, it's like nope, nobody. Or yeah, you're right. Like late in life when you're old, like mm. when I, the period I was talking about, it was in my twenties. And if I got really bored or lonely, I'd go to a show by myself or I'd go out to eat by myself. But yeah. like to not even able to be do that, to, to be able to do that, to just kind of be not house ridden, but like 
Well, and that's why those groups are not as active. That's why a church serves a big, uh, big function in groups like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's your community. If there's not a family component, the church is the family component. If mm-hmm. you know these social groups that people join, like, oh, okay, here's kind of like here's a similar interest that you already have a thing to talk about, and see if a friendship comes from that, as mm-hmm. opposed to. Meeting just somebody on the street. Hi, my name's Kyle. What do you like in life? Yeah. And I guess I, I do think about like, oh, that's, you know, people have kids and like that's that idea of family. Because mm-hmm. they're not looking outwards to friends. You look at the younger generations that you've created <coughs> and that's the that's the reward when you're old is like, oh, look at this family that I that. I put out there, mm-hmm. and so I wonder a little sometimes, like, oh, am I going to be all bummed out because I'm going to be like, well, yeah, no, no kids to, uh, to, to call. I don't, uh, yeah, but again, it's like, man, you're really gambling that you're going to live long, mm-hmm. which I understand. But some people, the whole thing is like, but when I'm older, I want to be able to look at. When I'm older, I want to be able to look at this, and I have this, and I did that. It's like, I could do shit now. Yeah. In my 20s, and friends talking about, well, when I retire, I want to be able to, like, what the fuck? You're 23. Well, when I retire, I want to be able to, like, get out of here. Yeah. Live for the moment. Well, but now we're all in our 40s. Mm-hmm. So we can... No fucking property to my name. <laughs> Renting in a preposterous city. Yeah, but you you prefer that though, right? I did. I, hey, to, I was like, man, maybe I want to buy a house. Have you know. changed at all on that? I keep. I look at houses like, man, I, I want because be like, oh, you know what I'm going to do with this room? I'm going to make it a podcast studio, mm-hmm. or I'm going to build a workbench in the garage and not worry about just leaving it there when I have to move to another place. So. Mm-hmm. Starting to see some of the benefits of that home ownership, but any particular areas you're looking at? No, oh, man, no. just it's an idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know who knows. Everybody changes. Yeah. You can change as you get older. Yeah, just buy your house in Long Beach. Living that Long Beach <laughs> life. Live that Long Beach life. Um, shit. All right. What are we talking about? Oh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, you. Got a nice. We and you got a nice shout out. <laughs> Uh, on another podcast, it's a podcast about podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's called the Pod Bible, and uh, seem like some some nice nice fellas. I think uh, based on the accents, I think maybe they're British. If I had to assume, but uh, it's a podcast. British. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, get, one, sorry. get it out of your system. No, you you got anything I just, else? I just had no. one of those. <clears throat> I just had one of those. But and I'm not shitting on them. We appreciate uh, the one guy uh, found your comedy and became a fan of your stand up, and then uh, that led him to the to the uh, to our podcast. But it's a podcast about podcast, <sighs> and they kept referring to us as the boogeyman. I think you know what I think because a lot of people have said that. I think it was just maybe that's what you got brought up with. Mm-hmm. Boogeyman's going to get you. I always thought it was Boogie Monster, but I think Boogeyman's more prevalent. So yeah. I'll say thanks, and that's okay. Yeah. That's a, that's an easy mistake. Yeah, but it's a podcast about podcasts. Yeah. I, hey. But really, are we going to call a podcast out about not having the facts straight? <laughs> because... That's a yeah. That is a bold stance coming from us. Slippery slope. Oh boy. Coronavirus update. There's a cruise ship that has been quarantined, and there's 65 new coronavirus cases on the cruise ship. Man, where's that cruise ship? I'm 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 checking it out right now. It's an NPR article that I just saw. And that, like, imagine that, like, just the fear of being on that. You're on a ship going like, all right, well, more and more people are getting sick of a virus that's traveling and you can't get off. I'd jump off the side of that damn boat. You, you've been on a cruise, I'd right? jump off the side of that damn boat. <laughs> Turn into Sean Patton's version of a New Orleans. I go, go catch me up on that boat. You want to catch me on that boat, that coronavirus? I'd jump off the side of that damn boat. <laughs> I swim to shore, sneeze on everybody. 
<laughs> Where's this fucking boat? Oh my god! Uh, so stupid. Where is a? I can't see where the cruise was going from. Hmm. You've been on a cruise. I've been on a cruise. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, man, it's kind of a. It, I, I was on a cruise when I was, I was on a Disney cruise when I was a little kid. Okay, and it was a blast because as a little kid, and you're on a boat. Like I, the most fun I remember is like me and my sister made friends with other kids, and they just we played ping pong. Okay, just that's because How you're a little you? kid. Oh, I don't know, maybe fourth grade. Okay, fifth grade, I think yeah, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, here's like. <clears throat> Fun stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a boat, and you stop on a Caribbean island and go splash around in the water, and that's cool. But as an adult, I don't. I've never been, and it sounds fun to me. And I even mm-hmm. suggested to Katie, I was like, we still have gotten nowhere with our wedding plans. Yeah. Um, but I was like, hey, honeymoon, maybe we go on a cruise. She's like, no. Ugh. She's been on them, and she says, uh, it's, plus she doesn't drink anymore. So like, I think that's a big appeal for adults to be on a cruise is drink. <laughs> yeah, well, you get... Like you just buy a drink package, because mm-hmm. I went on one late, like as it was part of the Maximum Fun. Mm-hmm. They did a, they had a cruise through MaximumFun.org. dot which they, they Jordan Jesse. It's like a podcast network and a production company. But so they did a thing for all their listeners. Like, all right, we're all going on this cruise. Not that they got the whole boat. They maybe had three hundred people that went okay. for the events. Like. It's basically having like a resort where like, hey, we're going to take over this ballroom or this venue within your resort for our group of people. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And it was fun because I was there with like Bronger was there, like other comedians were there. But as far as it's like Las Vegas that you can't leave. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? (laughs) Yeah. It was appealing to me because. Buffets. uh, Well, that too. But. one of the big cruise companies ships out mm-hmm. out of Long Beach, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that'd be cool to just we could literally <laughs> you, walk you to base it. your whole <laughs> vacation around the fact that you could walk to the departure." I, to me, that's appealing. Go like, to Catalina oh. for a few days. I've you thought know? about that too. I definitely want to do. This, that. I'm going to confirm this right now with the computer, but I heard that that cruise ship, like people die on cruise ships, and because if you do fall off, you're going to die right away because cruise ships are just followed by sharks because they eat all the trash. Huh. Our, our cruise but ship. But the first part, if you die on a cruise ship, what happens? They th- they toss you off? No. Oh, I thought that's where you were going with that. Like, that doesn't sound right. No, man. You don't get a fucking burial at sea. Oh, no, I was wrong. Okay. I always thought, that, I always thought that'd be a great way to kill somebody. Oops, they fell off the boat. No, that's a big one. That's mm-hmm. a big problem. Didn't that happen to... Um, that's what happened to... Uh, is it, uh, Natalie Wood, actress Natalie Wood, and I think it was uh, yeah, Robert Robert, not Forrester no. Wagner. Robert Wagner killed her. And then I I didn't know this, but I think uh, if I if I read correctly, Christopher Walken was on no, that boat. He was on the boat. No, that's a, that's just, your own. That's your just, other. That's a, that's a, if you want to get on like celebrity theories, that's one. Huh. Oh, oh man. Wait. Not that this is the topic, but speaking of celebrity theories, you know what I saw the other day? There's a theory going around, and I don't know how much stock you want to put in this. Probably none. That, uh, oh, what's her name? Joan Rivers. Not dead. Why? A little bit of the Elvis thing. Who still thinks Joan Rivers is alive? There was an angle that she was just tired of being a celebrity. There's another angle that maybe she knew something about the Epstein stuff and she faked her own death because there's a video out. Now, here's the problem with videos. It's like you don't know really when they were shot, but apparently she died in fall of 14. Apparently there's a video like February of 15 where Clive Davis, Clive Davis or Clive Owen? Clive Davis, the the record mogul. Yeah, yeah. He's coming out of a restaurant in New York. There's paparazzi around and there's a lady with him who looks like Joan Rivers without her wig and makeup and stuff and sounds just like her. And she's like avoiding the camera. And they were known to be tight friends. 
And then the, the, the video is like, this was shot in f- for six months after she died. So somebody who looks like a rubbery old <laughs> Jewish woman from New York was spotted in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look this good, up. Good point. But yeah. Yeah. That uh, that Natalie Wood thing. That is. Uh, what year was that? That was early 70s, late 60s. I wonder how big of a story that was at the time. I wonder if that was a huge tabloid scandal. I just love the the idea that, yeah, somebody doesn't want to see, like, Joan Rivers wants to stop being the good. Then fuck off. Nobody was begging Joan Rivers to stay around. All right, let's see this video. All right. Oh, you found it? No, this is just another old lady with surgery. That's the thing with plastic surgery. Everybody's going to look the same. But the voice is a is a big factor. Too. All right, well, I'm pla- all right. Like her. What is this? This I don't know what I'm, I I clicked on the sound for that video and it was a mistake. <laughs> hey, we'll discuss that. Well, I, I, well, yeah, we got to, we'll go. That, that's a God forbid we've run out of topics. What are we still? We're talking about Freemasons. Are there any celebrity Freemasons? Part two. I know you guys were all hanging on to the edge of your seats. <laughs> Holy shit. When are they going to crack this one wide open? I can't believe I had to wait a whole week for Kyle and Dave to talk about Freemasons. Notable Freemasons. We already discussed uh, 14 presidents, um, nine of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. About a third of the signers of the Constitution. Uh, you got Paul Revere. He was one. I don't know about the Raiders. I don't think the whole band was. <laughs> uh, Winston Churchill. He was a Freemason. Um, Henry Ford. Uh, Walter Chrysler. Uh, Ransom Olds. I didn't know who Ransom Olds was, but he's. Uh, I, I can put two and two together. It says here he's a car manufacturer. I'd, uh, I'd be willing to bet he was uh, make Oldsmobile. Look at that. Mobiles. Yeah, he made mobiles. But yeah, those guys. Um, James C. Penny, also known as J.C. Penny. He was oh, a Freemason. Okay. Um, who else we got here? Uh, W.C. Fields. Uh, Clark Gable. John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Wolfgang Mozart. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. He was one. Uh, who else? Harry Houdini. It sounds like it's it, it. It sounds a lot like uh, the Friars Club. Mm-hmm. Well, we left you hanging last week. Uh, yeah, we sure did. Right when we were about to talk about. All right. So yes, on the surface, it appears to be a civic group, a brotherhood. They do charity. They have fun. They make pies. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but the deeper you get into it, literally, like. As you rise through the ranks, Don of, Rickles is a Freemason. Really, Richard Pryor. Really, I didn't know that. You think these guys could keep secrets? <laughs> Who was having sex with Richard Pryor? Oh, who's the guy? Marlon Brando. Brando. And Did Pryor? you hear that? Yeah, that came out about a year ago. That's it's a bizarre couple. But no, yeah, Mel Blanc. Who's that? Ernest Borgnine. Mel Blank did all the voices of uh, Bugs Bunny and everything. Oh, right, right, right. Charles Lindbergh, he's a Nazi. <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of guys. Yeah. So anyway, to recap, yes, on the surface it seems like just a nice civic group. Mm-hmm. But some of the conspiracy theorists think that that's a front, that uh, that's the outer circle, that the inner circle may be tied to the New World Order and or the Illuminati. They're rooted in secrecy, so much so that the Freemasons, they take a blood oath when they're initiated, and several have actually been murdered for spilling secrets. So it makes you think, you know, what secrets Mm -hmm. are they hiding, Kyle? Why so secretive if all you're doing is putting on bake sales and riding around in go-karts? All right, the strongest association that has been made with the Freemasons is the Illuminati. 
Now, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about the Illuminati. I'm fascinated by the Illuminati. Founded by German professor, I still don't know this guy's name, Adam Weishaupt. That's the best I can do. Weishaupt, I think that's how you pronounce it. During the 1700s, the Illuminati was uh, believed to be... Uh, John Philip Sousa. Who's that? Uh, like a lot of marching bands. So. Oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, Illuminati believed uh, that both religious and governments, uh, religions and governments were corrupt. They wanted to abolish both of those institutions and create a new world order. To accomplish this, this mission, uh, Weishaupt, he joined up with the Freemasons in Bavaria. Mm. And uh, although the two groups shared uh, liberal religious views, the <coughs> Freemasons at that Mason. time, the Freemasons did not support Weishaupt's radical plot. Eventually, the Bavarian government forced the Illuminati to disband, but members reportedly carried on as part of other organizations, and some believe they continue to this day as the Freemasons. So so no more religion, no more government. That was the Illuminati's idea. Yeah. Well, not, not necessarily no more. I think now the modern concept of the New World Order is, is a one-world government and a one-world religion. You know, the entire globe all operating off the same religion and the same government. That's the New World Order. And, you know, we've talked about the Georgia Guidestones, reduce the population to 500 million, whatever that math is from 7.5 billion. I think it's like 90-something percent of the people mm-hmm. got to go. Then we get Oops, into sorry. then we get into Agenda 21, which is just the concept of how the New World Order is trying to depopulate the world through various means. We've talked about that. But point being, a lot of people think the Freemasons, to the naked eye, they're the Freemasons. If you dig deeper, they're actually the New World Order. I mean... A lot of conspiracy right. theories uh, have, have emerged over the years. Uh, Theorists have accused the Masons of everything from satanic worship. There's a, lot, there's a whole satanic angle, especially we'll get into their symbols and the symbolism here in a minute. There's some satanic symbolism involved, uh, but they, they've been accused of, of Satan worship, uh, even uh, having a role in the assassination of, uh, of JFK. They think maybe the Freemasons had something to do with that. Some claim... Uh, <laughs> The, the, some <laughs> it's, as soon as you're like, oh, we have some secrets, everybody gets to put whatever they want. Well, of it. course. Yeah, of course. Skull and um, Bone Society. They were thought to have provoked both the French and American revolutions. Um, you know, we talked about the Tea Party thing. They may have mm-hmm. started that. Um, here's the other thing. Uh, Masons, there, there's rumors that the uh, Masons designed, they literally designed the layout and the infrastructure of Washington, D.C., uh, more specifically the street grid. I've heard this before. The street grid, apparently, if you look at it from an aerial view, you can uh, you can point together, connect the dots that make it look like a <laughs> pentagram. Make it look like their logo or whatever. Make it look like a pentagram. Uh, D.C.'s designs that can't be rated. <clears throat> it's meant to be confusing to yeah. on-foot armies. That's so interesting. Old uh, European tactic. Oh, really? Well, I'm European, but like, yeah, you see a city that's a grid system. You're going to figure out how to get. If, if you if you're fighting a war, it's just like uh, uh, marching troops through the city. Yeah, and it's all confusing, and you don't know how to get to the buildings you want to get to. That's I I heard that it was a strategic reasoning. It's layout man speaking of that uh i was watching lincoln last night uh daniel day lewis i've never yeah, seen yeah. that all the way through and i Neither fell asleep I. but it, oh, first of all that dude like he looks <clears throat> did he lose just like lincoln yeah. but they were showing some of the war scenes civil war and i guess i kind of knew this but you know you don't really think about it until you see it reenacted in front of you but there were battles where they were literally fist fighting you think even back then you think muskets and bayonets and stuff but like there was this one scene where, I mean, they had their, their bayonets and stuff, but, like, half of the guys engaged were literally, like, choking each other under well, the yeah. water and punching. and You like, got one shot that's out, of, out of your gun. If you can't do that, that's what the bayonet's for. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, oop, all right, I, somebody's closer than the three feet yeah. that my gun is. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know, it's just not, it doesn't mean anything, but, like, Rachel said, I'm like, oh, we haven't seen Lincoln. We should watch Lincoln. She's like, I don't want to watch that fucking idiot. I'm like, 
wait, what? Lincoln? I'm like, no, the guy who plays him. Because I'm like, did you just call Abraham Lincoln an idiot? It's like, no, the guy who plays him. That surf moron. I'm like, are you think? I'm like, who are you thinking? She's like, you know that all right, all right, all right guy. I'm like, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey did not play Lincoln. She's like, well, why am I? Why is he Lincoln? I'm like, he's in the Lincoln commercial. That was what we got to finally. But how did that get crisscrossed in her brain? No idea, but it was real funny. That's oh, we should watch Lincoln. Uh, I don't want to watch that moron. (laughs) What? That all right, all right, all right, all right, all right guy. (laughs) I'm like, that's not four score and twenty years ago, man. But then I was like, that's a movie I would have (laughs) watched. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, I'm just like, she's like, well, why am I thinking he's that? I'm like, because he's in Lincoln commercials. She's like, I guess. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Dude, he is so great. Uh, I, I've always liked him. But man, I also watched, uh, last week I watched uh, There Will Be Blood. Have you seen that? Yeah. Eh. That's a long movie. I mean, I get that it's, I mean, he's great, but it was just, ah. It was it was so what's the word I'm looking for? Just glib. Just it was just it's lumbering. A of, it's a lot of movie. Yeah, it was like just sludging through the mud. Just okay, here's this maniac who's an oil guy, and then the fucking Paul Dano character, little little shithead. I didn't preacher. realize they were twins for the longest time. Who? Paul Dano, there's two of them in it. What are you talking about? Paul Dano has a twin brother? No, in the movie. His character has a twin brother? Yeah. Well, I totally fucking missed that then. Isn't there? I missed that part. Dude, I don't know, man. It was, Again, it's so much movie. I'm like, ah, I watched it because it felt like homework. Yeah. Let's talk about the symbols of the Freemasons. All right. Uh, they are really big into symbolism. Uh, the primary symbol of Freemasonry, and you've seen it. Even if you don't really know what you've been looking at, you see it everywhere. Don it's, Rickles was a free man. It's the screen. <laughs> Is that a joke by saying it again, or did you forget that you've already said it? Did that? I say Rickles? Yeah. I'm just yeah. looking at Peter Sellers. Okay. Uh, prim- <laughs> primary symbol is the square and compass. They got racists and black guys, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> like George Wallace, but also. Yeah, like, right. George Wallace was? Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned George Wallace because. I'm about to talk about Vice President Henry Wallace here in a minute. Okay. Anyway, the square and the compass. And uh, uh, surrounding the letter G, uh, a lot of people think the G represents God. Some people think the G represents geometry because they're really big into geometry and symbolism. Uh, others think that G stands for Grand Architect, which is like the ultimate secret I mentioned earlier or last week, whatever, uh, that uh, the big secret is who the Grand Architect of the world is. I don't know. Uh, the square encourages members to square their actions with all men, and the compass stands for creating boundaries in your life. Uh, Freemasons, they wear a distinctive apron decorated with the uh, square and the compass. Uh, let's talk about the, the seal of the United States. You know what I'm talking about? On the back of a dollar bill. Sure. Got uh, part of the seal. You got the eagle thing going on. Then you got the uh, the pyramid with the all-seeing yeah, eye. Yeah. Uh, that appears on uh, a lot of our U.S. currency. Uh, the Latin phrase is written underneath that. Uh, Novus Ordo Seclarum mm-hmm. uh, basically yeah, translates to New World Order. In 1934... Freemason and soon to be vice president of the United States, uh, Henry Wallace, he submitted a proposal to fellow Freemason, President Franklin Roosevelt, to include the symbol, uh, the seal on all, not all, but on some U.S. currency. So that's when that started. So pre, you know, before 1934, there was none of that shit on our currency. Some of this shit, and it is. Yeah. What are you That's looking at? That's what somebody's making a pentagram on the star or on the pyramid. And I'm not watching a video right now. Just give me an article. I'm not a fucking child. Well, that's the thing with geometry me. and stuff. Like, you, you you fiddle around with a compass and a square long enough, you're going to be able to connect dots well, that, that, that make anything. And they have it like, so look, oh, and the letters of the pentagram spell Mason. Yeah. This is so dumb. <laughs> this is so, like, this is like just 
I, cause I, I just think there's so much stuff. I don't, I, I, secret society. Mm-hmm. Sure. That is cool. But how, like they're Look, pretty pr- prominent. Like we have Scientology right here. Uh huh. And that's some nefarious shit. Well, yeah. But just because they're right here doesn't mean they're not doing nefarious shit. But I don't, I mean, that's the stuff we could think about, and it's happening, and it's secretive, and there's security guards mm-hmm. that you cannot videotape, but walk right, you could rent a Mason's Lodge for a film shoot. Yes, my point is, though, that's the outer circle, all right? The theory is that the higher you go up and the deeper you go into the inner circle, that's where the real nefarious shit is going down. Do you believe in the well, concept then, is of that? You, is that Freemasons or is that just any organization that you get the three CEOs in a room and they're plotting to do some well, of course. villainous activity because they're rich CEOs? Like, ah, the guy that works in the mailroom of Satanism isn't the devil, but the devil's in there somewhere. True. And I'm not, Satanism's a whole other thing. Yeah. So I'm not throwing that on. Do you believe in the concept of a. Illuminati or a New World Order or of, or of a secret society I, that may or may I, not be trying to I, run. I don't, I don't think it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. I think it's just you. If you achieve a level of power somewhere, uh-huh. like we talk about the Epstein shit and keeping like pedophilia quiet. Like that's how Corey Feldman's keep he keeps trying to get this documentary made about uh-huh. how really there's a pedophile ring in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's creeps. And we were talking about how pedophilia, if that's a predisposed way of life, like in the category of, you know, your sexual preferences, like that's a sexual thing and not acting on it. What are they? What, were, what was the term for uh, virtuous pedophiles? Yeah. Like you, you are acknowledging who you are, but not acting on the criminal element of mm-hmm. it. And then you got enough people. And it's I don't think it's like, here's your card. Thanks for being in the secret society. It, it's a secret society, but make sure to wear your uh, ring or your lapel pin because it's a secret. Mm-hmm. It's just a level of power and money you get to. You're granted access to privilege that other people that that regular folk don't have. And you could say that about healthcare and about doctors mm-hmm. that are gonna you know take the best care of you because you can spend the money on that. You could say that about. Uh, legal representation that you're going to get the kind of lawyers that know how to finagle things, whether through legalese or just who they know and who gets favors done. Mm-hmm. Then the mobs a fucking secret society, mm-hmm. you know, with a more official like, oh, you're a made man. Now you're part of this crew. But I think the intrigue here, and I'm not saying I believe this, but the reason this is intriguing to some is that this secret society might be mm-hmm. pulling global strings. They may be at the top of the pyramid, you know, creating wars, affecting the economy, affecting the banks. I don't think it's going to be just them. I think it's mm-hmm. just, I think it just happens to be that this giant fraternal order mm-hmm. has some members that do this other shit. Yeah. You know, that that that's where I think it is. I think it's easy to be like, oh, because they're may- maybe again, maybe that's a social group that allow like, hey, so and so meet so and so. You're a CEO. This is a CEO. And you yeah. both want to, you know, <clears throat> you're an oil baron and uh, you are a car manufacturer and you guys should talk together about yeah. how to keep, uh, you know, keep public transportation out of this particular city or this and that. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's how it might work out that people with enough power are corruptible mm-hmm. and they happen to all belong to this civic organization. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it. Speaking of pedophiles, oh, I uh, okay. did, uh, <laughs> did a sex offender registry search in my neighborhood. Yeah. Found one apartment building, mm-hmm. eight convicted sex offenders in one apartment. Building. Well, that might be a yeah, halfway but, house, mm-hmm. but I told Katie to, Take alternate routes through that part of the neighborhood. Or is that the safest one because they're all being monitored? That's a good point, too. But, yeah, there's uh, there's <laughs> there's more than I would care to be around. But I, I did, they also show you the, the, the date of the crime and the crimes themselves. There was a lot of uh, – I forgot how the crime is worded, but a lot of, like, basically – I was 20 and I banged the 15-year-old kind of stuff, which I don't condone, but that's better than but serial rapists. 18 to 16, yeah, yeah. that's a... Uh, yes, one building's got statutory. fucking eight of them. 
So I'm keeping my eye on that building, doing some neighborhood watch. Uh, you mentioned earlier let's fraternities. What are your thoughts, you as an educated, college-educated man? Oh, yeah. That term doesn't mean You ever have any affiliation with a fraternity? No, and I always thought they were stupid. Mm -hmm, Me too. Uh, But then I look back at, well, I had my group of friends Mm -hmm. because we were all like in bands. And so we still had something that served as the same thing that, again, you're Several decades removed, and be like, they were all jerks. I'm like, um, I see their purpose. Mm-hmm. You move away to college. You, how do you make friends? Again, like any other shared interest group. What's the shared interest there, though? We just all go to the same school. Can't you make friends? Yeah, like well, like a forced like. All right, we're gonna be bros. I always thought it was lame. Like the fact that you want to be in that fraternity is the shared interest, that, or that maybe that your dad went to it. So it's mm-hmm. a, a, a seem like bought friends. And I, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that would say otherwise mm-hmm. that did join for because I, I look at the stuff. All we did was still just get drunk and be rowdy dickheads. Yeah, and like we were no more or less virtuous than a frat was. There was parts like I remember walking through a college town like. It was like a TV in the trash on the curb, and like I, I kicked it or somebody, somebody like in the fray, like the fuck, bro, you want to fucking go? Like you're gonna, I'm kicking your garbage. Yeah, fucking fuck you up, dude. I'm like, oh, okay. Just Nate Craig had the. Fu- it was years ago, but one of the because Nate Craig's great because he looks like he should be a frat yeah. bro, and he's he's a sweetheart, but yeah. he's a handsome, athletic man. Yeah. Also, but, just it, enough of a loose cannon. Oh, yeah. To no, get he, you into some shit. But he is like, he can be that guy, but yeah. he's on like, because I know him from, again, the shared interest. Oh, I would never know this dude in the world. Mm-hmm. But now he's one of my good friends because yeah. of comedy. Yeah. And I, I and I probably gave him more of like, oh, you're funny. Now I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Whereas if I saw you at a bar, I'm like, who's this fucking jerk? Yeah. Who thinks he's cool? <laughs> and it's easy to judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And was, like, oh, I, I've only shortchanged myself in that situation. <laughs> but him... He just adds it. He's like, "Man, what happened to frat guys? Don't they fall off roofs anymore?" And it was the funniest because it was there's moments of like, and it was the height. Like I started comedy when I was 22, so I was still going to college parties and hanging out. Like, yeah, fuck these guys. Would you like have a tragic death already? Yeah. It's not enough than the hazing thing and how <sighs> terrible all that is. But then you go through the hazing, and again, maybe it happened with a. Like football, and you were you were on sports teams. Mm-hmm. Like, was that did that? Was there a thing you guys all had to do? You know, like, no, look each other's butts in the locker room no. or something. No, never experienced any of that. You didn't have to lick each other's butts. No, we didn't have to. Man, that's yeah. a weird volleyball team. Yeah. I was on for a while. No, it was voluntary. Um, but yeah, oh, I mentioned before I I lived in Athens, Georgia for a while in my early twenties, in my college years, even though I didn't go to school there, mm. and just. And again, I know it's easy to judge a book by its cover, but man, these motherfuckers would just—they just carried themselves with such a sense of entitlement. Yeah, just walking around in their stupid fucking salmon-colored shorts and their polo shirts and fuck it. But they—they they did. They had this attitude of this superiority, and it's like, man, fuck yeah, you. We throw the best like, party. Fuck off. Now look at how. I'm sure not all those guys were like that, but some of them were dickheads, and some of them had some power then because mm-hmm. that fraternal organization did this or that for the school, and my dad was high up in this fraternity, so I get away with some kind of things. All those 80s tropes about fraternities, yeah. that's how I look at the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. It's not strategic, but out of the 100 guys you got that are in that fraternity this year, yeah. 20 of them are connected and their dads met in the fraternity and their dads are powerful, mm-hmm. uh, like professionals in the world. And they're going to alley-oop their kids yeah. into that same exclusive life. And other ones yeah. like I went, I drank a bunch of beer and occasionally <laughs> we still have our meeting. You know, we have our fraternal reunion that I go and I see these dudes, mm-hmm. but just like anybody going, I, yeah, and I, you know, I'd be lying if I said uh, some of it wasn't jealousy in the sense that, like, oh, must be nice to be groomed into a career to, to you know, to have, 
your dad gets you a job after you graduate and like i don't yeah. know, just just the the uh the gravy train that some of that leads to yeah, like your life yeah heaven forbid you think for yourself and carve out your own path yeah know? and that's the thing i didn't i was gonna find friends because i of similar interest and, and mm-hmm. because like i like this person's personality and but it helps that hey we're at the same concerts all the time i see you at these shows yeah uh or but that's a more legit common interest than just i come from a wealthy family and i go to the school but no but like how a church serves a community i look at just the same that's how i look at masonic you can go be a you can go join the moose lodge right now yeah i joined the moose lodge you did in burbank just because they had cheap beer way to go years ago now what are they no i didn't go i didn't go through the whole thing i signed up the one day because my buddy's like it's like Dollar fifty steins of beer, but yeah, I had to fill out. I had to sign a pamphlet uh-huh. that said I believe in God and I'm not a communist. I'm like, that's okay. That's what I was about to get into. But go ahead. Yeah, and I did that for cheap beer. Okay. So just because everybody's the people that are in the Masons might not be like, I, it's fun. We go. We no, of course. Yeah, I'm not saying that Katie's dad knows. <laughs> Yeah, just oh, who now, created nine yeah, eleven? Now, yeah, yeah. Now give me, give me Bezos's phone number. Now yeah. that I'm in, he's in. Yeah, let me talk to him. Yeah, but, oh man, yeah. Inner circles of anything. I bet inner circle. Like that's the it's I, it's an easy cop, but not a cop out. But yeah, but there's next level mm-hmm. that's more secret than this one. But that yeah, is the next level. There's show business that we're engaged in. Mm-hmm. Hey, I go on auditions. I do stand up here. But I bet once you have, uh, you're making money and selling out stadiums, and there's a new echelon of like, of course, right this way. Yeah. Oh, something went wrong. We have fixers. You get you get your own Ray Donovan after a certain point. Yeah. You get. How is there, these fucking idiots that run around? You, I'm sure there's a better reference than like Justin Bieber or something that you're never going to go to jail. You're never going to face your, your punishment. Yeah. Somebody's fixing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's I think there's just that's just a level of power that comes with money. I mean, that happens even in like the collegiate athletic world. You know, the exactly. star football player for the university gets into some trouble. He it's dealt with a little differently than just some exactly. scrub. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. my fraternity brothers having a oh, gotten some legal trouble. Well, my dad's a high-powered lawyer mm-hmm. and he's also an alpha fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. So, we got you. It's a you know, built-in system of favors. Mhm. But I mean, that's. I mean, it could also be said that for the same thing. Like, <clears throat> all right, I paid my dues as a comedian. I can drop in on a show where somebody else is like, oh, I can't believe I got to do open mics and this and that. Like, oh, well, that's just... you legitimately not, not uh, okay. monetarily paying your dues, but that's years of of grinding it out and earning a reputation based off of nothing than your own merit and your own skill. Yeah, but then knowing something like I can. I've got no problem. I, I can walk into a comedy, show, like watch a comedy show for free. But I mean, I, yeah, you you earned your place in it. Yeah, you earned it. You it wasn't handed to you because of who your dad is or what club you're a part of. Well, it's looked at earning. Like, so what do you have to do to get to this inner circle? Well, to Tell join me about the circle to join today. the Freemasons, uh, you got to fill out a petition and obtain two sponsors within the lodge. Uh, you'll then be voted in. By secret ballot, potential new members are asked whether they believe in God, and they must answer yes to be admitted. Although they don't have to be wealthy, members must have enough money to pay membership fees and to make regular uh, charitable donations. That's expected of all mm. Freemasons. Okay. Uh, new Freemasons start out as uh, entered apprentices. That's, the, uh, that's that first level. You're an entered apprentice. Uh, during the initiation ceremony, the Freemasons recount the building of King Solomon's temple and the murder of old Hiram Abiff, who I talked about last week. So I guess there's some sort of recreation. you got to put on a little play. <laughs> that sounds lame. Uh, the new member is blindfolded and confronted by three men who order him to reveal the Freemason's secrets. He swears he will not tell, and then he pretends to die and be resurrected into the uh, masonry. By the way, the uh, that phrase, the third degree, you know, fucking Kyle's giving me the third degree. That that comes from the Freemasons because on the third level, the third degree, there's like this 
real intense interrogation process. Oh, it's not like a third-degree burn? No. No, it comes from this. Uh, Freemasons must then rise through two more degrees, the uh, Free Craft Mason and Master Mason. After they have become proficient in these lessons, um, uh, a member then rises another degree, and he becomes privy to more and more of the Freemasons' secrets. Oh. Yeah, okay, here's the part I was talking about. Let's see here. After completing uh, the Master Mason degree, a member can reach the Supreme Order of the Holy Royal Ark, at which time the name of the great architect of the universe is finally revealed to him. So that's the that's the big secret that they're all keeping. The great architect of the universe is finally revealed to, to them. Uh, the name they, they is just, they just say the name? Yeah, the name is reportedly um, Greg. Jahub Jabulon, or short for Jah, or for Jawa, uh, the god of the Hebrews. Um, so it's God. Yeah. So at the so, end of Freeman, like, oh, God is God. Yeah. Okay. What kind of dog shit reward is that? <laughs> hey, remember how you said you had to believe in God? It's God. That's it? That's the end? You I believe mean, in God? You do? Cool, because guess what? It's God. Yeah. What, do they get like a sit down with him? Um. <laughs> God damn. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, as far as religious <laughs> religious affiliation, uh, people of all religions are free to join. Uh, and religion, by the way, is never overtly discussed during the meetings. Oh, that one's got some. Yeah. That one's got some some mustard on it. Uh, how? <laughs> Religious, uh, they don't discuss religion in these meetings. However, every member must profess a belief in a universal supreme being um, who, like I said, the Freemasons refer to as the great architect of the universe. As is the case with most religions, Masons are expected to be morally upright individuals. Uh, They swear oaths to the book of the sacred law, which, depending on the lodge, can be the Jewish Old Testament, the Christian New Testament, or even the Islamic Koran. So, like, it's not religion isn't. They don't discuss it, but you kind of have to fall under one of these three categories. I mean. <laughs> you need some poopery. Yeah, sorry. I did that. I wonder if you. It blinded me. Wait, what, wait, what if tell you, me the three categories again. I'm sorry. I was, what if I was checking I, on something else. What if I squirted poopery on your shorts and then you farted? I don't want to. Hold on. Go back okay. to the maze. <laughs> This is the questions they would answer. What are the three categories of don't uh, discuss religion? Members swear oaths to the book of the sacred law, which, depending on the lodge, could be the Jewish Old Testament, the Christian New Testament, or even the Islamic Quran. A, a book, uh, a, a religious text. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh, so you just have to you have to swear on one of those yes. three books. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting that this, like, because looking at it, like, all right, well, if George Wallace, famous, you know, Alabama uh, governor, uh, either either way, racist. Yeah. And, uh, but then, black, so it's, it seems all encompassing, no women, though. Yeah, no women. Now, there are things, I didn't get into this, there are offshoot, female offshoots. Uh, one is called um, Daughters of Job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you, Katie's dad is a Freemason. Katie had two. One of her sisters passed away, but mm-hmm. the other, she, the two sisters other than Katie were members of the Daughters yeah. of Job, and she didn't know a whole lot about it. But she's like, "Oh yeah, they they were part of some group, Daughters of Job, yeah. or they would like like all the daughters of the Freemasons of this particular lodge. They would all go to some other place and hang out and eat yeah, cookies. Well, because I mean, like my, you know, obviously a VFW was a thing, and my mm-hmm. grandfather was VFW, so like they would have Christmas parties. The kids would go and yeah. That's what it, you know, after a war, that's the community center for those yeah. guys coming back uh, for a lot of them. It's, I mean, yeah, these things serve purposes. Yeah. They, you know, civic organizations are, I think, useful. Mm-hmm. And then you add these little fun things to it. These yeah. little, oh, seek, we got a ring, we got a this, and then let something that's been around long enough. I don't know. I got that. The question is, Kyle, should I infiltrate the Freemasons? Should I join? Yeah. Well, just as they're a secret society, mm-hmm. you should announce it now yeah. uh-huh. in secrecy. Okay. Go. Yeah. Probably, you know what? You know what? They're going to have a chili cook-off. You're going to win. Yeah. And then, they, then you're indoctrinated. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, Dave, you know, only the winners of the chili cook-off get this inner ring. Uh-huh. 
and then you get access to a secret spice cabinet uh-huh. within there, and then we never see you again. I could be. You're food- like, no, no, we do. It's just, uh, we're just charitable. It's all. I uh, I could become food and beverage chairman of the Freemasons. Oh man, so that could be a whole new thing for me. But yeah, they probably do big like uh, potlucks and everything. Mm. Come in there and crush it. Mm. Love a good potluck. Well, well, there you go, man. That's the that's, there's your fucking Freemasons. I think well because it is so extensive, it's easy to start theorizing. Just like oh, mm-hmm. the government's got inner tears. Well, mm-hmm. probably, but it's not like the government was built. I mean, mailman's part of the government. Here's He's what's not also it, the guy that's like working Area 51. But think of it this way, and I know we got to wrap up. But you got the outer circle, you got the inner circles, whatnot. It does seem like a good setup. You got this this front, this this civic group, this outer circle. It you get all walks of life, like you said. You got to believe in God. You got to yeah. make enough money to pay for whatever. But then that's a good way. That's a good pool to pull from. Of like, oh, this guy, this guy's Illuminati material. We'll bump him up to this uh, and let him meet this guy. To like you see can, if you want to. You got a hundred goons down at the local lodge, right? Maybe two of them. You know, twenty years later, like somebody's got a karate class, but he's actually a top secret assassin. Exactly. He's looking for raw talent that they yeah. can shape in the. Exactly. What was that? It was um. Uh, uh shit. Gross point blank. Mm-hmm. That was John Cusack's background character. Yeah. yeah. So he fit a certain profile when he joined the military. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, psychological that, profiles. That yeah, that I don't disagree with, that the military would be like, you're a psycho. Mm-hmm. Let us corral you into this. But then they talk about the guy, that one Navy SEAL, that they're like, they, they exonerated him from war crimes or something, but the other SEALs were talking like, yeah, this guy's a lunatic. Yeah. Like, how do you just control like oh we need a psychopath but we need skills but you can't just be a loot like we need you to follow orders yeah but also we need you to have an an emotional uh, chain break mm-hmm. between what's right and wrong you can't tame a wild stallion man well how did we get stallions i, I don't know it's just something i hear um <laughs> how did we get horses <laughs> can't tame a, 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 a lone wolf but no, it, it does seem like an interesting setup to like let's have our chili cook-offs and let's do this and let's do that. But then you get every now and then one comes down the pike that you're like, yeah. all right, you need to get bumped up, and then you get bumped up, and 20 years later he's sitting in a room with with Putin. I yeah, I don't think it's just the Freemason. I don't I don't know if the, the Freemasons is the way to get there. Hmm. But Scientology has the same setup of weird inner circle secrecy mm-hmm. that's far more real and palpable yeah all right well there you go bud anything to plug today is uh february 18th where are you at i'm being charlottesville virginia tonight and Asheville tomorrow night Amazing. where are you playing at Asheville? we got this uh orange peel oh that's a cool spot have you been there before i had opened for pat and oswald there probably about 10 years ago yeah that's a cool room it's so pretty wild that I'm there. I'm, not, to com- I'm not selling the same tickets. Beards of Comedy sold about 42 tickets there about that 10 years a, ago. It was a large place. Yeah, it was very empty. It was a large <laughs> place. Yeah, I'm looking at the same situation like, hey, guys, we could use uh, how many we got sold right now? All right, we got about three. Ugh. Could use you over at the Jefferson Theater in Charlottesville tonight. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Step it up, Charlottesville. Charlottesville, Virginia? Yeah. Mm. Is there other ones? Yeah, there's other Charlottesvilles. Fuck, I hope it's Virginia. There's a West Virginia. No, I'm thinking of, uh, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm thinking of Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Watch out for the, I was trying to make a Charlottesville joke, but you get it. No. You get it. All right. Watch out for the Freemasons. Okay. Yeah. Always do. Yeah. Yep. The Boogie Monster.
Starfans Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.